Sopni Alabdaimat, Dave Lang. Uh, do we have to fight now? Uh, that's usually, that's something that is said after a fight. Okay. Uh, did, we win or, did we win or lose and say that? Well, it... it's like if, as if you did something to me and then after the race we, we talked about it, like you said something snarky to me and that was my response. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, as if so I were Kevin Magnuson. Gotcha. Just say, say hypothetically. Yeah, hi- hypothetically. Yeah, if if yeah. I were Kevin Magnuson. Uh, welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. I am Drew Scanlon. That is Dave Lang. Yeah, Esquire. I got my law degree while you weren't looking. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm now an official lawyer. That didn't take very long at all. I'm a fast study. You're uh, It's like uh, Catch Me If You Can, where he... How'd you pass the bar? I studied and I passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really simple. Yeah. I did, I, just, I did it like Goodwill Hunting style too. I just went to the library. I didn't pay $500,000. So you rube. Yeah. Good call. Don't you, don't you feel dumb now, college boy. <laughs> and I also got that girl's phone number. Nice. Uh, Danny O'Dwyer is on assignment in Poland, I believe. Yeah. I think he's a, a Warsaw proper, if I remember right. Yeah. Drinking... Drinking Mike Tyson's energy drink? I, I don't know. I've never been to Poland. I, I don't know what Poland is about. I hear it's good. I hear there's a lot of good food there, some good stuff. I've never been. I'm a little jealous. I can't lie. Yeah, man. I, I went there once. It's cool. You should. But I, I guess that I shouldn't be too jealous because now because of that, I'm here talking to you, Drew Scanlon. Thanks, Dave Lang. Or as I like to call you, Dreamy Drew Scanlon. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, every member of the Lang house refers to you as Dreamy Drew Scanlon. That's too. That's too long. Yeah, it does, but that's it does well, a nice alliteration, though. Yeah, no, it pops. The, the, the three, the D's just pop. It's nice. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into this R for race. There we go, Dave Lang. <laughs> uh, did you watch qualifying? I did. Uh, not too exciting, except for the the final uh, row, the final grid. That is. Y- yeah. Um, one one minor thing, I guess, uh, before we start, is that uh, I believe it was sometime before, well, it was definitely before qualifying, but uh, Felipe Massa reported dizziness um, and uh, was not able to drive his car the, in qualifying in the race. So Williams reserve driver Paul DeResta stepped up. Uh, if you were watching F1 in like 2013 uh, or in the years before, you will remember Paul DeResta, or if you watch it on Sky, he is one of their um, uh, team members. I believe he does the, like, after-action report, like, here's what happened at this turn when these two cr- clashed. He, like, has the, the giant iPad that he can, you know, uh, scroll forward in the footage and stuff. I didn't um, know he was an analyst. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, he had stepped up to be Martin Brundle's replacement, uh, because he, the Sky commentator, was out uh, with illness. And so Duresta was filling in for him, and then Felipe Massa stepped out, and then he had to go from his fill-in job at commentating to go drive a race car during the race. Well, I mean, that, I wonder if that's weird, like, because he didn't get any of the... Was it practice... Was it between uh, practice three or practice two that Felipe got dizzy? I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch practice, so I don't know exactly when Duresta stepped in. Because if that dude didn't get any practice at all, right, and just had to go out and qualify, that would be pretty challenging, I imagine. I know he didn't have any uh, experience with the car before this weekend. Okay. Well, so he just, yeah. 
all things considered, I bet he's I bet he'd still take the shot. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's, and he he did pretty crazy. well. He didn't get last. He got nineteenth. <laughs> he didn't get last. <laughs> was there anything about why Felipe was dizzy? Did he was like sickness? Did he hit his head? Anything come out about that? No, I don't. I don't know. He just uh, there was a um, you know like a Twitter video from Felipe or from the team, I guess, uh, saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm fine. I just was a little dizzy." So. Uh, Good luck to Paul Dresta. You know, there were some reports that he had some specific ailment, but those uh, were were not true, according to Williams. That's weird because I would have guessed it was dizziness from all the flip flopping on retiring and that. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. That's what I personally would have guessed it That'll, was from. It's just that caused con- us all whiplash. Yeah, it's constantly changing the mind. Like who can say, right? The <laughs> the, the the manic state just must have made him dizzy. Is what I would have guessed, but apparently I'm wrong. Could be. Could be. I mean, you. You're on your way to your medical license now that you have your. Well, you know what you know what you know what we call the legal degree where I go to school. What's that? Pre med. Mm. That's what we call it. So I'm oh sure. yeah, now I'm a, I'm a doctor now. Okay. I just downloaded it like nice. the Matrix. Cool. Is that a PDF? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Great. Well, Dave, <laughs> you are not only uh, a scholar. And a gentleman, but probably super excited as well about yeah. Ferrari's 1-2. The lockout. I'll take it. Boom. Fettel on pole. Kimi Raikkonen in second. Botas in third. Uh, Lewis Hamilton fourth. And Verstappen rounding out the top five. Look at that. That's everybody on merit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really... I'm trying to not get too excited about the Scuderia. And they're seemingly, you know, mid-season turnaround in, in power. Uh, I'm trying not to read too much into it, but I, it's hard, Drew. It's hard. I don't want to get hurt again, but it's hard. I know. I know. Uh, I think it was F1 Fanatic that correctly pointed out there has not yet been back-to-back winners in this season of Formula One, which is fantastic oh. because we're at the, the mid-season break already. Yeah, which is much better than like the last three years or whatever. When right, was, when yeah. it was the Hamilton show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it could have been a Kimi Raikkonen pole, but he made a mistake on his lap, um, and Fettel got it. Kimi's going to Kimi, you know? He, yeah, he can do He's going to make else. a mistake. He's going to make a mistake and then blame somebody else. That's just what he's going to do. It's fine. <laughs> just let him go. Uh, Ricardo in sixth, followed by Alonso and then Stoffel Van Dorn. Two McLarens in seven and eight. Uh, also, totally on merit. Not entirely uh, true. No, that's not true. Hulkenberg had true. a five-place grid box penalty, but yeah. they were in the top ten. Uh, do you know what Stoffel Van Dorn says when the first thing, he, it's like a ritual, the, when he gets out of the car and he takes off his helmet, you know the first thing he says? No. He puts his fingers to his chest and he kind of just like taps them against his chest plate there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I am full of chocolate. It's a weird ritual, but he does it. Really? Yeah, I'm full of chocolate. It's just what he does. It's really weird. That's why they never interview him after the races. Wow. Well, that and he's never won. But Ex- exclusive ever, from Dave Lang. If he ever does make a podium, Will Buxton's going to st- stick a microphone right in his face, and you'll hear it here first. You'll you'll confirm <laughs> confirm what I'm saying to be true. Go back and listen to this episode. Yeah. It's all here for posterity. Yeah. Carlos signs the ninth, and Palmer rounding out the top ten again, adjusted because Hulkenberg, starting twelfth, had a five place grid buck. Grid spot penalty for a gearbox change. Ocon's at 11th. Uh, Hulkenberg 12th. 
Perez in 13th, Grosjean 14th, and his teammate Magnussen in 15th. Kafiat got a three-place grid spot penalty for impeding Stroll in qualifying, and will start 16th. Stroll in 17th, Verline 18th, DeResta 19th, and Marcus Erickson 20th. I was pretty happy for Palmer. Yeah, uh, man. Given the, given the year he's had to, you know, make it to the next round, uh, I was pretty happy for him all in all. I think that was like from the first uh, quality. That was my feel good feel good moment for that. Yeah, you always want to see those guys, you know, in the back of, who are historically in the back of the field get a shot up at the front. Yeah, you know, I I don't like to see anyone do bad. I have people that I don't necessarily want to win all the time, but I don't. I'm not like rooting against anyone. So like. That's, I, I, Take us some words with that. I mean, that's, not wanting someone to win all the time is kind. That's a very nice way of wishing them bad things. <laughs> like I just want everyone else to do better. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's a very like fancy way of saying wishing them bad things. You're not you're not going to logic your way out of this one, Drew. Drew, guess what? It's okay to like some racers more than others, and it's okay <sighs> to wish some racers never win. Like crossing the line would be like, I hope he gets into an accident. No one wants that. You'd have to be insane to want that. But I, re- I refute the claim that you you don't look at, oh, I love everyone the same, man. I just like, I want some guys to win more. Doesn't make any sense. No, you know what I want? I want a close fight. Okay. That's what I want. And if That's that all you means certain people need to lose sometimes, so be it. Right. Um, I'm just going to let you have this one. I'm going to stop debating it for the sake of the show. For the quality of the show, mom and dad are going to stop fighting. Well, thanks for keeping me honest, Dave Lang. That's what I'm here for. If not me, then whom? Let's take it to the start. The top four get away pretty cleanly uh, and slot into a nice train with Fettel up front and Hamilton in the back. But uh, when they come to the first uh, right-hand turn, they split too wide, and then Verstappen goes to the outside of both Mercedeses. Are you eating gum? What's happening? Oh, sorry. Let me put this down. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't know, I had no idea you could hear that. My fault. I know, I know you were talking, or I was talking about Verstappen, and you checked out. It wasn't a little, a little, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of things. I have to pop bubbles, like the packing bubbles, when someone says his name. It's kind of a fidget. <laughs> My psychologist has recommended. It's like, keep yourself busy. That way you don't have to say something stupid about Verstappen and all the orange shirts. So you don't have to say something stupid about him you're going to regret later. Just fidget, fidget, fidget. So I started popping uh, packing foam. So sorry about that, but I'll stop. I'll put it away. Good tactic. Yeah. Verstappen goes to the outside of both Mercedeses <clears throat> and actually gets right up on the back of uh Raikkonen and almost rear-ends him. He actually has to check up a little bit, uh, which causes him to lose momentum, but he still manages to pass Hamilton for fourth, as does Ricardo, who actually manages to get ahead of Verstappen by the time they get to the start of the tight left-hander of turn three. At this point, Verstappen tries to outbreak Ricardo on the inside, but locks up and careens into his teammate, taking out walk, Ricardo's walk, radiator. Ah. <sighs> Ricardo yeah. wobbles a bit before spinning out in the middle of traffic, and Palmer narrowly avoids ramming him. Safety car. So, so aside from that, I think the, the did it seem so? My read on the start was it seemed like everyone had a bad start. Was it everyone had a like? Because no, normally you see at least one or two cars like launch off the line, but they all kind of just went at the same velocity. I, I can't remember last time I've seen that. It all just because of that. I know they probably all didn't have bad starts. But it seemed like that to me because of like there wasn't someone that just shot off like a like a rocket. I think the one who did, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, most of everyone kind of just moved together. But Signs had a great start from ninth and made it up past uh, Van Dorn and Alonso for seventh. Okay, um, which became sixth place uh, as soon as Ricardo spun out. 
Those those darn Spaniards were fighting each other the whole race. Oh they my were, god, it was so good. It was really good. Uh, also in the back of the field at the start, Hogenberg kind of drifted into Grosjean at turn one and bounced him off the track. Yeah. Uh, right in front of one Kevin Magnuson, who radioed, I mean, if you can do what Hogenberg just did to Roman, then it's going <laughs> to be a dirty race. <laughs> yeah. So keep keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perez also crunched a bit of his front wing onto the side of his teammate, Ocon, uh, but it didn't seem like either were too worse for wear in the race. Uh, we, as I said, safety car came out to get rid of uh, Ricardo's car and clean up some oil on the track. Um, we restart lap six. Do you know and... what, what that what that stuff they put down on the oil is? Is do you know what? Because I'm surprised they. I mean, because they were racing it with that stuff on the track, right? It was just kind of like sitting there. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised given just how delicate the cars are and how the, much they care about traction and just the wear of the tire. Like that must be. Like, I'm just surprised to see him racing with that stuff down on the track. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was sublime, like absorbency, um, stuff like special stuff. I don't know. I, it can't be like sand or something because that would be rough. Yeah, I, I, or something. Yeah, please, for people that know more about, it, please write in for next week because I want to know. I heard somebody say it was concrete. Huh. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, because when you not want to put concrete on asphalt or maybe it's easy to clean up i don't know yeah who knows uh or maybe, maybe that's maybe. actually what it is like the it soaks up the oil and creates clumps maybe that is uh, maybe, maybe it's like it's made, it's made it's like a mortar then yeah yeah uh okay. anyway on on the restart hamilton immediately takes it to max verstappen uh who is in fourth place uh, on the start finish straight but verstappen does some great defending moving to the inside to force hamilton to pull along the outside uh, where Verstappen keeps him with a late-breaking move. Uh, in the background, as you said, Sainz is doing the same thing on Alonso, and they even touch tires at one point. Little love tap. A little bit, little, little kiss. Little, Just a kiss. Know, a Just a kiss. Side yeah. of the cheek. Just side of the, the cheek. cheek. Mwah, mwah, yeah. you're fabulous. Some vicious back and forth uh, in both of those battles for a few laps, but then things kind of quiet down for a bit. Uh, lap 20, Grosjean pits and everything looks fine until, uh, we get a, we get a radio <laughs> call. Uh, okay, Roman, uh, stop the car. Just bring the car in slowly. We believe we have a crossed wheel nut. So just go yeah. slow. We'll come back to you. Do you feel anything loose? Grosjean says, yes. Engineer says, okay, we need to stop the car. So apparently, yeah. uh, his rear left tire changer yeah, screw the bolt on correctly or something. He looked real bummed out when they showed him yeah. on camera. That's a new one on me. I, I've never heard of the you know the stripped cross or whatever the hell he said the cross nut or whatever. That's a new one on me. Yeah, I, I mean it. It makes sense though how uh, drastic this was. Like he theoretically could have limped back to the pit, but uh, you know the the stewards do not take got- kindly to unsafe releases and uh, loose tires and stuff because those things can cause serious damage yeah yeah the dreaded unsafe release that's like a is that like a 10 second or what is that for stop or is it even worse than that i think it's like um like a team fine okay yeah i guess that makes sense because it's not it's the whole team's fault usually when that happens right right yeah, not necessarily just the driver or whatever. Sometimes it's the driver when he just like cuts somebody off or whatever. But more often than not, it's yeah, it's oops, this wheel's not on. Ha 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 ha. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of things going wrong, lap 25, Fettel reporting his steering wheel is hanging to the left. Uh, sure a- enough, the, the camera shows his onboard, and he's got the wheel turned pretty far to the left as he's traveling <laughs> down the front straight. My, mine hangs to the left, and I don't have a problem with it. Well, yeah, apparently Vettel just wasn't used to that. <laughs> Although, uh, apparently after the race, they were saying that it had started during the formation lap. Really? Yeah, which is, I mean... Gotta, it's got to be off-putting, yeah. Totally. Um, his engineer says, try to avoid heavy curbing. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. he was kind of checking out at the beginning of the race, so he's got kind of a cushion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kimmy notices really quickly. He says, uh, is Seb going full speed? Because obviously Mercedes is catching and there's nothing that I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his engineer says, uh, yeah, he has handling issues. But so, Kimmy's eyes got wide there. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was, for a long time we were like, "Is we're gonna uh, is Ferrari gonna let Kimmy pass Fettel yeah. and go yeah, for with it?" Yeah, cha- with the you know with the championship on the well, not on the line, but definitely in contention. You know, Kimmy a little further back. Uh, how's Kimmy gonna feel about not getting the fair the fair shots and all this? But uh, you know, eh, maybe maybe another, another race that'll come more to bear. Perhaps, perhaps. Also, I think uh, was it Sergio Marchionne, the head of Ferrari, the whole Ferrari, yeah, uh, is there sitting in the garage. So, no big deal. No, no biggie. Don't don't make the wrong call. Uh, Mercedes pits first, Botas and then Hamilton going from super soft to soft tires on laps twenty nine and thirty one, respectively. Uh, Vettel then pits, and then Raikkonen two laps later, despite Raikkonen's lap times beating Vettel's by over a second and a half. Wow. So as it happens, Raikkonen rejoins just barely behind Vettel when he comes out of the pits. Yeah, that was that was uh, you know the announcers are always trying to get you hyped for those pit exits. Yeah, and normally they're not consequential, but that one was like, ooh, actually, what's going to happen here? That was a cool one. Right. Uh, if I were Raikkonen, I'd be maybe maybe a little miffed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, hey, man, I, mean, I was that, I was cruising. Yeah. It does seem like. Well, I mean, but that's the dreaded team orders, right? Right. What are you going to do? You uh, be, a t- be a good teammate or be a grade-A jerk face? Someone else is going to have to make that call later in the race, Dave Lang. Wonk, 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 wonk. Lap 37, the signs and Alonzo battle heats up again. Alonzo gets a DRS run and dives to the inside of uh, signs, only for signs to swoop back underneath him. It's kind of a hard mood to describe, but they do it all the time in MotoGP. Um, Alonzo though has the momentum advantage and sets up a, a move which I love. Uh, he runs on the outside of a left-hander, which means that for the next turn, which is a right-hander, he's on the inside. So he actually does get by signs with uh, that move momentum that he has carried all the way from the start finish straight. It's right. fantastic. F1's YouTube channel actually has a good overview video of their entire race battle. So I'll okay. link that in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, did you see on lap 42, Van Dorn nail his Jackman? No. He, he come, came in for a pit, uh, and, you know, there's a guy at the front of the car with that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hand truck-looking thing to, to, you know, put the car up on uh, a jack. Uh, and he's holding it there in front of the car as it comes to a stop. Van Dorn nails him, and he flies back a few feet. Oh my god! I, how do, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's 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 he's fine. He just gets back up there and, and you know 
puts his jacket under the car, but uh, it's it's visible in the onboard video uh, on F1's YouTube channel, which I will also link in the show notes. Uh, lap 43, fan do, or I'm sorry, Verstappen serves his 10-second penalty, dropping from first, he had not yet pitted, uh, and rejoins in fifth behind Hamilton and ahead of Hulkenberg. That's a shame. It's a real shame. It, it really is. Uh, he Just, also earned two super license uh, penalty points for a total of three for this uh, move with Ricardo. Gosh, that poor kid. I, ho- I hope he's going to, you know, oh, I hope he'll, he's okay. He'll bounce back. He'll yeah. bounce back, Dave Lang. Oh, man. I'm just getting angry about – So I'm going to Spa this year. It's the only race I'm going to is Spa. And I'm just – I can see myself surrounded by orange shirts again. Oh, And I'm, I'm well, just getting, I'm getting angry again. Spa is the place to do it. What are you doing? It's, I know it's his home race, essentially. But, <laughs> boy, it's uh, – I'm just getting angry just thinking about it again. Ugh. Anyway, continue the race. I'm sorry for the digression. <laughs> I do like watching those pit penalties, though. Yeah, his uh, the the ten seconds where he comes into the pits and everyone like freezes, like they're playing freeze tag, and then ten seconds go by and then they do the pit stop. Yeah, there's like completely coiled, ready to move when they get the green light, right? But yeah, it does seem a little overly dramatic. Like you could just you know chill out for five seconds, then then steal yourself, I guess. But <laughs> the point point zero zero one seconds you'll save though, Dave Lang. Or maybe you'd make yourself tired, coiled like that. Maybe you'd be faster if you just exploded. Who could say? We need a scientific study. All right, well, as a scientist, you could probably work that out for us. If someone, if I should get uh, F1 to pay me $100,000 to conduct said study, and I will do it. Nice. That's it. If you can swing that, good work. The, the test will be I'm going to hold a beer out in front of me for a minute, and then uh, someone says go, how fast till I chug it, versus there's one sitting on the table, someone says go, how fast till I chug it. I'll do that 500 times for each condition. Okay. And, and that will, then we'll know. It's scientific. Just be sure to show your work. Of course, obviously. We'll videotape the whole thing. It'll be proper scientific method. Excellent. Uh, speaking of drama, throughout the race, Hamilton was having radio trouble. Uh, earlier, his his engineer says, chassis default 51, we're on the backup radio now. See if you can transmit. And then nothing. And so he says, okay, Lewis, no joy on the backup radio. We can see you're keying up. Uh, the team, apparently, this from motorsport.com, was also not getting any telemetry from the car and had to restart their system a few times. Mm. Um, after the race, Toto Wolf said, it was a local hardware issue. We found a crack in a fiber optic cable that made us fly blind. Our oh, whole, my God. Our whole comms and data systems broke down, and we didn't have any communications on the Fantasy Island, which is apparently the name for the central computer console in the garage, uh, or on the pit wall. No radio comms, no data, no TV feed, and we somehow managed to get it back occasionally. That's crazy. I think my takeaway is that they call the computer's yeah. garage the Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the plane, the plane. Um, I wonder how many of your listeners actually... I guess this is probably an older skewing audience, huh? Maybe. Yeah, I would guess older than, say, you know, other things you've appeared on historically, I'd say. Probably. probably. Yeah. So, yeah, they probably all know Fantasy Island. I've heard of it. I've never seen an episode. Oh, man, it's awful. Yeah? It's really, really, really shitty. Better or worse than Supercar? Uh, I've never actually seen Supercar. I've just heard the theme song. Okay. But I'm still going to say worse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lap 44, though, Hamilton says, radio check, and his engineer goes, oh, I got you back. Lewis, I can hear you. And then Hamilton goes like, oh, all right, man, look. Like, (laughs) like he's got a a laundry list of things. He's He's got some shit to get off his chest. Yeah. 
I think I think that's in the uh, the radio, uh, or maybe it's in the the highlight reel that F one has. It's I I love his uh, his uh, his tone here, but he yeah. says, "Look, I've got a lot of pace, man. Let me use it. I don't want to. I don't know why the Ferraris are slow." And right. the engineer says, "Okay, keep your head down. The race is going to come to us. Just keep your tires in good shape. Things will start happening soon." And then Hamilton posits. Uh, if I can't catch them and get past them, I'll let Botas back past or let me know what he basically says, either let me pass Botas or let me know when I can race him. Yeah. Basically, was this the, was this the time when he said you have five laps or was this after the, this was the, that was the resolution on this? That's, yeah, this is a little, that's yeah, a little okay. later. Um, but he, so Valtteri's kind of going slow, uh, Vettel is not only backing up Raikkonen and Botas, but Botas is also not able to really keep pace with him. Um, Mercedes, both Mercedes cars, not not doing too great on this Hungara ring track. Uh, so yeah, a lot of conversation at the Mercedes pit wall, uh, but they do decide to try and please, please call it Fantasy Island. Okay, <clears throat> for for the rest of time, please. Lots of conversation at Mercedes's Fantasy Island, uh, <laughs> but they decide to try. And instruct Botas to let Hamilton pass and go after the Ferraris. If he if he can't get it done, though, you're right. Uh, in you know five laps or so, Hamilton will have to give the place back to Botas. So Botas lets him by on lap 46 of 70, by the way. Uh, yeah. And Mercedes gives Hamilton those five laps to get it done, which was fascinating because you know we hear about this move a lot, but we rarely get to see it. Uh, or or if we do, we get to see the driver uh, take the place, but then he usually, you know, gets the gets the place. Um, so with the Mercedes is not doing too hot um, compared to the Ferraris in this race. Yeah, it's, it the question like is, is Hamilton going to give this place back? Yeah, it's, it seems like they only ever let him swap when there's a clear huge delta between the two drivers. And I didn't think that was the case, like between Lewis and Botas. Lewis was faster, but not like, you know, demonstrably very obviously faster. Right. And I love I love Lewis' reaction to that when they're like, you have five minute, five laps, after five laps, let Botas back. He's like, oh, no pressure then. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I, this is a totally different Hamilton, I think. I wonder if it's just not having Nico Rosberg as a teammate because, you know, not only have I seen him say like, yeah, I'll give the place back, but I've never seen him joke around when, right, you know it's it's championship points on the line. Yeah, and he's he's like a point behind Vettel at this point. Right? Yeah, he's like right behind him. So it's like super contentious. Um, either he did really have he hated uh, Rosberg, or he's grown a little bit, matured a little bit, maybe a little of both. Who could say? I'm a little older. I'm a little wiser. <laughs> uh, at this point, though, I was mystified that Ferrari was not doing the same thing. With Vettel and Raikkonen. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think I think that's clearly the case of Vettel's just in the lead, right? They don't want to... Like, it's better... I think it's better for Ferrari if Vettel wins. I think that's c- clearly true. Y- yeah. So I wonder if it's like... If someone tries to make a pass on Raikkonen, that's when, yes, we will switch it. But until right. that time, maybe we just leave this alone. Yeah. Um. Speaking of fun radio messages, Raikkonen had some choice words for Duresta in this race. <laughs> uh, Duresta, who is, you know, clearly a backmarker, and Raikkonen hates people who don't follow blue flags yeah. to his liking, says, um, Hey, what that censored by Formula One management? <laughs> is this Williams guy? If he cannot see behind him, 
He should stay on the reporting stuff. <laughs> so good. It's so good. So mean. Oh, God, it's just the Ferrari is the saltiest two drivers that I love it. <laughs> they really are. They're just both so salty. Like, I just keep, every time I look at Vettel now, I just go back to, like, five races ago when he just, like, sideswiped Lewis's car during, yeah. the, during the, the yellow. It's like, it's like, oh, my God. Amazing. Yes. The, the testosterone, speaking of testosterone, uh, also around this time, Hulkenberg tries to take Magnuson uh, around the outside, but Magnuson refuses to give him any space and runs him off the road into the Weird. grass. Weird. Yeah. So Magnuson, like who watched yeah. Hulkenberg crash into his teammate. <laughs> uh, so this this is what I alluded to uh, up at the top. After the race, Hulkenberg comes up to Magnuson in the press area, and I will link the video of this because it's fantastic. He comes up to Magnuson in the press area, who's giving Magnuson's giving an interview, gives him a thumbs up, and says, "Once again, the most unsporting driver." And then Magnuson. <laughs> God, it's so good. Have you seen this video? No, I have not seen this. Magnuson, without missing a beat, and still with microphones in front of him, responds, suck my balls. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Wow, more wow, wow. more can... F1 like this, please. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Uh, so you get American owners and this is what happens. <laughs> exactly. All decorum goes out the window. Yeah, I... <laughs> After that, um, to the uh, in an interview with German publication Sport One, Hulkenberg said, "F1 has other challenges at the moment than the treatment of the balls of a wannabe Verstappen." <laughs> wow. Yep. And then uh, this is from Crash.net, Gunther Steiner says, "I respect Nico as a driver and a human being, but what happened there? You don't ask for a more severe penalty for somebody. He's a bully and got away with it for a long time." And now maybe it's time someone stood up to him. Okay. Very clear how yeah. everyone feels about that. Yes. It's, it's funny how these guys, it, it's hard to tell how long these grudges persist because it almost seems like tempers are so high during the race and right after it that, you know, it's like this white hot ball of flame. And then after, or by the time the next race rolls around, Everyone forgets it. At least that's how I think of it. Well, I just think it's one of these things where it's it's not those kind of grudges are not in anyone's best interest, right? Right. Like as, as a racer, I think you have to understand. Like, okay, no, I just have to focus on my race. Like I'm golfing out here, right? Like if like otherwise you end up like fucking Vettel slamming into you know uh, uh, girl forty four there. It's just garbage. Like it doesn't help you at all. So like, why fixate on it? I mean, maybe they're not wired like that, but. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, because you're right. It does seem like you couldn't be any madder at somebody than you are after a race, and then it's just gone two days later. I think it, at some point you have to give it up, because if, if this just piles up and piles up and piles up, you won't be on your mental game. And it's so yeah. much a mental game that they, they must be able to, you know, like, oh, I, I messed up in that turn. You've got to be able to put that turn behind you because you still got a race to go. Right. Like they, must, they must be masters of, like, you know, cutting their losses and, and letting it go and moving on. Right. But I don't know. Um, lap 60, Paul DiResta unfortunately retires with an oil pressure issue. Well, thanks uh, for coming around, Paul. Thanks for coming out and fucking everyone's race up. Good job. <laughs> hey, I thought it was awesome seeing him out there. He actually, uh, 
the 2013 season was the first season I watched of uh, Formula One, and so um, seeing Duresta again was 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 fun for me. Okay. Uh, the last few laps, though, were yeah, the last ten here or so are are really intense actually. After kind of like a, a middling middle section of the race, Vettel is still slow, uh, and Raikkonen is right up against him with Hamilton close behind. Mercedes keeps extending the period Hamilton has to overtake Raikkonen, but in the end, he can't get it done, and on the last quarter, Hamilton does indeed give the spot back to Valtteri Bottas. Uh, and uh, Sebastian Vettel wins the Hungary, Hungarian Grand Prix. Yay! The good guys win. Kimi well Raikkonen, time. number two. Yeah, yeah. I was taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to take shit. Yeah, I fucking love this. This was like this race would be very, very happy for a variety of reasons. And I didn't even know about the stuff with the after the race. That's amazing. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna say second best race of the year. Really? Yeah. Okay. After what? Azerbaijan. Yeah, obviously that one was fucking batshit insane. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, yes, Vettel on top, followed by Raikkonen, Botas, Hamilton, Verstappen. In fifth, Alonzo. Hey, look at that. Sixth place for a McLaren Honda. How novel. Uh, Signs in seventh. Perez, Ocon, and Stoffel Van Dorn getting double puntos for McLaren. Uh, Dan so, Kvyat gets a lot of... Sorry, is that just a track where just like straight line speed is not important? Is, is that like a hallmark of that track or something? Like, How do you explain like Ferrari just you know holding on against Mercedes and Alonzo finishing sixth? Like... Is there is that a characteristic of that track or no? So I I have heard that um, the Ferraris in particular have very high downforce. They also change their floor, I think, for this race. Okay. Um, and McLaren has do, been doing a lot of engine upgrades. I mean, remember when Alonso got like a seventy spot grid penalty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, they're making adjustments all the time. Uh, actually, Motorsport Magazine, which does fantastically in depth race recaps in text form uh, if you ever want to dive deep into this stuff um, on their website uh, explains why the Ferrari was faster this this time around. It seems the Ferrari is faster around any tracks demanding high downforce settings, just like at Monaco, just like it will almost certainly be at Singapore. Dave Yay! That's certainly the considered opinion within both teams. At low speeds with maximum wing settings, the Ferrari simply generates more downforce. Furthermore, around the Hungara ring, the Mercedes's aero concept without the accompanying band hydraulic heave spring left the team without not or with not enough tools in their box to find a balance that worked at the very different speed ranges of this track. So it snapped, oversteered its way into some of the quicker turns, yet understeered through the critical final two long slow turns 13 and 14. Yeah. With its low rake concept, and see, this is this is the stuff I don't even understand, right. uh, and very powerful forward floor, it suffers quite a balance change as the speeds bleed off. I actually just fell asleep. The ride heights. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As that floor height increases at lower speeds, it becomes less powerful, and the aero balance moves rearwards, and the car, car then understeers. The very same floor that through the fast f- sweeps of Silverstone was fantastically balanced as its forward floor was able to stay low. Hungary was just not its track. Whew. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Any way you slice it. Yeah. There's like nine pages of race recap there for anyone to read. It's great. 
You're giving uh, away all your secrets. So there's going to be like after every year, you talk about all these websites you read, all this stuff you do. Now I'm going to start a competing F1 podcast now that I know what you do. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be fantastic. I can do this. Good luck. <laughs> uh, also, after the race, did you see? So, right where the cars pull up, the one, two, three, they had painted in the pit lane that famous image of Fernando Alonso sunning himself in a deck chair. Fa- just fabulous. I so don't know good. why. Maybe because yeah. they're this is the summer break, and so sit out and get some rays in the sun. Oh, that actually sunshine. makes sense. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I'll accept that that answer. That's a good answer. But not only is it a great image, but Fernando Alonso then got a deck chair and sat yeah. next to it and really good. held a sign saying, F1 wishes you happy holiday. How do you not love Alonso? Oh, he's so good. He's just the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number, number Ichib- Ichiban race driver. Ichiban race driver. <laughs> uh, not ever, like, yeah, I, I hesitate to even bring this up, but uh, Martin Brundle was not a fan of that. Apparently, yeah. he on Twitter said, uh, Alonzo probably better than the three guys on the podium. Sad he's joking in a deck chair, waste of talent, and reminds team bosses why they don't want him. To which Jensen Button replied, totally agree, Martin. How dare an F1 driver have a personality and bring fun to a sport that sometimes takes itself way too seriously. Hold that shit, Martin. Yep. Yeah. yeah this is why teams won't want him. Look at him. He finished sixth in a shitty car. And he's having fun in a deck chair. What an asshole. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah. Also on Twitter, uh, Ricardo um, basically uh, talked about his and Max's conversation after the race regarding their incident. Ricardo says, yesterday was hard to take. You build up all day for those couple of hours of racing, and then it's gone just like that. Max apologized to me after the race, and we spoke one-on-one away from the media or anyone. The situation was handled and taken care of in the right way to move forward. Let's go out again in four weeks. Just like that. What a Just pro. Just like that. Moving on. Boom. Was he, Cut was, it he off. Smile, was he smiling when he said it? He did have a, uh, a thumbs up emoji. Okay. Okay. End. So. Uh, also, <laughs> before the race, he, he tweeted uh, quite a prescient uh, phrase. We start six tomorrow. Won't finish there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. Wonk, 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 wonk. YourF1.com slash vote driver of the day, Kimmy Raikkonen. I'm surprised at that vote. Me too. Uh, I mean, I, he drove well, but I'm not sure he did I mean, anything. He started, yeah, he started where he finished, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, that one didn't, I mean, I'm not sure, I probably would have voted for Alonzo just because I'm a mark, but uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess this isn't one where one person just jumps off the page at you. Yeah. Unless you really hate Ricardo, then you probably give it to Verstappen. <laughs> but no <laughs> one does, so maybe yeah, exactly. Oh no, that's right. Everyone hates Verstappen. That's right. <laughs> no, a, he's a piece of shit. You heard it here first, Drew. This is Shift F1's official position. Driver points. <laughs> Vettel extends his lead over Lewis Hamilton to two hundred and two versus one eighty eight. Valtteri Bottas in third place with one sixty nine. Ricardo's got 117. Raikkonen has 116. Close battle there. Max Verstappen, Very good. 67. Uh, Perez, 56. Ocon, 45. Sainz, 35. Hulkenberg, 26. In 10th. Felipe Massa has 23. Stroll's got 18. Grosjean has 18. 
Magnuson's got 11. Alonzo, 10. Verline, 5. Way to go, Sauber. Uh, Danny Cafiat's got 4. Van Dorn has 1. That he got on this race, I think. First points. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Erickson and Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh, and Palmer <laughs> are the people yeah. with the zero. Poor Palmer. Palmer. Oh, it's coming, man. I can feel it. It's if he can if he can get through, like I feel like like this happened stuff like this happened to Kafiat and it broke him. Uh, if Palmer can can make it through this unbroken, uh, he will emerge better, stronger, faster for sure. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes in team points has three hundred and fifty seven. Ferrari's got three eighteen. Closing the gap. Red Bull's got 184, Force India 101, Williams has 41, Toro Rosso with 39, Haas has 29, uh, Renault's got 26, McLaren Honda with 11 now, and Sauber with 5. Speaking cool. of Sauber, let's take it to the news. Sauber uh, had announced in April that it would become Honda's second team along, alongside McLaren in 2018. This is from F1 Fanatic. However, shortly afterwards, split from team principal Manisha Kaltenborn. Vasur took over her role last week, and yesterday the team announced it had scrapped the plan to use Honda Power units. In a change from this season, the team will revert to using current specification power units instead of year-old examples. Team principal Frederick Vasur said, I'm very pleased to confirm that we will continue to work with Scuderia Ferrari as our engine supplier in a form of a multi-year agreement. It does seem batshit anyone would pick Honda. Right. They had to have had, you know, some kind of financial deal. Like, hey, we'll give you your engine yeah. for free. Or Sauber, just they're, you know. they're just trying to get leverage with Ferrari or something, right? Like, there's no way anyone would, like, you're making, that's like when a, an NBA team, like, trades all their good players right before the deadline and they start rebuilding, right? It's like, uh, how do you, if you're a fan of this team, how can you, like, endorse that maneuver? But they, they you know, they, they pulled the nosedive out at the last minute. They changed their minds. Yeah, I, I wonder, though, what what kind of leverage would feigning to go to Honda put on Ferrari for Sauber? I mean, they all, you know, I mean, they all run businesses. They sell these engines to our teams for a reason. Yes, yeah, that's know? true. They do sell like, them. Like, I guarantee you, you know, the F1 team is whatever, 500 people on their F1 team. They got three people in the sales department who only have to sell engines, right? <laughs> You're right. And, the, and those three people, you know, they get, they'll probably work on commission partly, Bonus structure of some kind. There's some, some kind of things in place where those three motherfuckers really want to sell some engines. Uh, they got bosses, too. So I guarantee it. They're like, yeah, it had to be something like that. They're like, guys, they're going to go to Honda. I know it's Sauber, but they're going to go to We're going to lose engines. <laughs> oh, do we, oh, are we in a position where we don't want money all of a sudden? <laughs> no, we don't want the money. Oh, why did you say so? We don't want the money. Oh, okay. I'll just quit and go to Mercedes then because they want the money. <laughs> Pete, are you hearing me? Pete. Pete, fine. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Give me some room to wheel and deal here. Thank you. Get Sauber on the line. <laughs> Closing deals. Yeah. Bluetooth headsets. I almost just passed out. I had so much blood rush when I had when I was yelling. God. Speaking of dropping Honda engines, I'll just read from this Reuters article. McLaren say the next five weeks, weeks will be the key to deciding which engine they will use next season, with speculation mounting that the former world champions could ditch Honda and switch to Renault. Chief Operating Officer Jonathan Neal told Reuters at the Hungarian Grand Prix that, quote, everybody is talking to everybody, but time was running out. Quote, we've got to land those decisions in the next four or five weeks, he said, speaking from a design perspective, and because drivers like Fernando Alonso were waiting to see what engines 
teams had before committing to new deals. Quote, I think there is a solution out there for everybody, and I hope it's one that will be able to retain Fernando in this team. Just like that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it gets any clearer than that of Fernando saying it's me or Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, I would, I, I just want someone to construct a series of events where Fernando ends up back on Ferrari. Like if you, if you had Vettel and Alonzo on the same team, like that would just be, oh my God, that'd be so good. Especially now in their cars proper and fit. Yeah. I'm, but like Fernando just got six on merit. Can you imagine if they had the same engine in their car that, you know, right. uh, the Red Bulls have? Yeah. Totally yeah. different story. This, totally this different championship story. would look totally different. So, more news to come. And we take it from news to the world, Dave Lang. Let's race around it. I like it. Super GT. Super GT. I have a, I have a request, actually, before you get into this. Yes. Can we do the NASCAR one first, and then you keep that voice the whole time? Oh boy, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if you got the pipes for it, but I, I listen. We got, I right. would appreciate. I would appreciate it. I know the fans would appreciate it. Okay, I th- we got we got six races here. So, all right. Whenever you think you're ready, just drop in that NASCAR and then finish <sighs> strong. Whenever you think you're ready, you don't right. have to be first. Whenever you think you're ready, let's see how many I can do. Ready? Okay. Starting with NASCAR. I'm sorry. Starting with NASCAR. Oh yes. NASCAR is at Watkins Glen International in Watkins Glen, New York for the I Love New York 355. Of course the they are. Yeah. That's, oh, I'm very excited. Super GT. <laughs> it's very different. But I guess the race car is all the same. They got four wheels, don't they? Yeah. Quattro. They're at the Fuji Speedway. <laughs> located in the foothills of Mount Fuji. <laughs> in Oyama, Sunto District. Shizuoka Prefecture. I can't breathe! Japan. <laughs> the IMSA WeatherTech Championship is at Road America. In Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, that feels right. That just feels right. For the Road America Continental Tire Road Race Showcase. Fuck yes, they are. MotoGP, they're motorcycles, but they still race. <laughs> they're at the Autodrome Berno. <laughs> in Ostrovatsice, <laughs> Czech Republic. I'm seeing stars right now. For the Monster Energy Grand Prix, Chesky Republic. I might pass out. <laughs> well, get through them fast so you don't die. The World Rally Cross Championship is at the Grand Prix Troy Rivieres <laughs> in Quebec, Canada. Oh. For the World RX of Canada. And finally, our friends over at the NHRA <laughs> are at the Pacific Raceways in Kent, Washington. The great state for the Northwest Nationals. <laughs> but bravo. I, 
I speak for you and all F one uh, shift F one fans when I say bravo. You've set the you've set the standard for giving the audience what they want. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave Lang. Holy shit, I almost passed out. Ah, <laughs> uh, well then it's good then that we have reached the end of our show this week. We By the way, everyone out there listening, you can thank me for that later. Right? <laughs> like next time you see me. You better fucking thank me, because that was amazing, and I made it happen. Thank Dave Lang on Twitter, at Joseph J. Brony. Uh, yeah, if any of you are going to spa and you want to uh, say hi to your boy, I'll be there quali and race day. Uh, just hit me up on Twitter, and we'll uh, figure out a meetup or something. Sweet. Uh, you can also follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I am at Drew Scanlon. Danny O'Dwyer is at Danny O'Dwyer. Shoutouts this week to... Michael Cluley, a.k.a. Michael Cluley, who says you can now uh, <laughs> ride or you can drive. So uh, I'll cut to the chase. Assetto Corsa, a racing video game, has a mod now where you can um, change the uh, Williams FW14 to the version of uh, the car that Nigel Mansell gave Ayrton Senna a ride at the 1991 British Grand Prix of, uh, and it comes with an Ayrton Senna, like holding onto the car. So you can, what more do you need? What more do you need? Yeah. Uh, I, I will post that link in the, uh, in the comments along with the video. Uh, and finally, Jan, or maybe Jan, Jan McKicky, AKA, Jan. It's Grab- it's Jan. okay. Jan McKicky, AKA Grabuni says, just here you go and sends in a link of Kimi Raikkonen dressed in fatigues, yelling in Finnish at some soldiers. <laughs> I have no idea why this video exists, but you can find it at f1.cool, along with all of our show notes and how to subscribe via RSS, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. That is Iron Galaxy's Dave Lang. If you want to support Shift F1, uh, Danny and I are both on Patreon. Danny at patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Me at patreon.com slash cloth map. Dave Lang, any final yeah. words before we go on the summer break? Uh, no, I'm about to make like a Lonzo and just lay out in a chair for a little bit after that podcast. I'm ready. I'm ready for a rest. That sounds great. Uh, have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you on August 23rd after the summer break ahead of the next race. 